podcast user profanity and topics may be disturbing for some listeners. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Hell on Hills podcast. I'm Bryce. I'm Amanda. And welcome to episode 43. 43. I say with confidence. Yeah. <laughs> Annie, All that right. was the first time I said it with confidence and you screamed. Yeah. She doesn't like confidence, apparently. She doesn't like other people's confidence. Is that threatening to her? No, she just wants people to have a hard life. Oh, she agrees. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay, good then. to know. Um, well, thanks for joining where Annie is protesting us at the moment. How are you? All the time. It's true. Today. It's hot as hell. It was like 107 earlier. I don't even want to look at the temperature. Um, I'm not wearing sleeves. How are you? I'm good. I already sent you all the Snapchats from yesterday, but we did fireworks yesterday. Yeah, that was was fun. Holiday weekend in Utah. So, you know, that's always fun. What holiday? Uh, Pioneer Day. It's the Utah holiday. Like the Utah founded whatever. Oh, okay. I guess that's fun. Y'all pioneered some fireworks. Yeah, we did. The dogs loved it. Every moment of it. Uh, Maisie looked like she might not have enjoyed it so much. She didn't enjoy it as much as the other two, but she did get a lot of treats out of it. So she was fine. She learned to enjoy it. Yeah. She just kind of, uh, because I wanted her to come to me as she was kind of freaked out. Mm -hmm. Anytime she came over to me, she got a treat and she was having the time of her life with that. Oh, so not only did she learn that fireworks are okay, but she also just got reinforced, hey, come here. Yeah. So that's great. I love that. She just, she wasn't like stressed about it. If she had been freaking out, we would have taken her home, but she just wasn't enjoying it like our other, like our big dogs who sit there and yell at them, like, (laughs) get me closer. So, yeah. She just looked cautiously interested. Yes. She was cautiously interested. Great terminology for it. Thank you. I try. It was, it was a good one. I liked it. But that was that was it. That was our highlight. I um I started teaching the dogs German today. Um oh I saw your Twitter already. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I just feel bad every time because now that she is crawling and learning what mar- words mean, I will yell no when she's pulling on the oh, drapes. No. Or trying to put a dog toy in her mouth. And poor Buck just hauls his butt all the way back to the bedroom. But James is asleep with the door shut. So he kind of just stands there in the hallway panicking because he can't get to his bed, his safe space. Because he's like, mom's yelling at someone and I didn't do anything this time. Exactly. And I can't get to my safe spot to prove that I'm a good boy. Exactly. So uh, we just uh, started learning German. And apparently the... The dog training terminology is different from actual German. So I'll say something. And James is like, that's not what that means. And I'm like, to the four-legged creatures, that is what it means. Okay, let's just let's just keep it here. Dial it back, James. You don't have yeah. to know everything. Let me Google my crap. Exactly. So I wrote a list of it and wrote it on the fridge. So these are the words to use for the dogs now. Oh, okay. Put your that's German a- behind. and This is the only German that matters now. See, somebody gets it. I get it. I get it. I got you. I I don't make the rules. I just say the words. Okay. I mean, we just live by them. (laughs) See, exactly. See, it's fine. It's fine. Talk to my husband when you get a chance. Okay, I'll I'll Snapchat him later. (laughs) 
All right. Well, while we're we're uh, at it, let's talk about some more of our listeners. We have listeners out in Oregon. What's with that face? What's in Oregon? I was trying to think of something. Like a trail. There, there's a trail in Oregon. There was a game made about it. Are Is it a trail in Oregon or to Oregon? Both, I would assume. Like, I don't think. I don't think the trail just like gets to the Oregon state line and like, nope, this is as far as we think. <laughs> as far as you go. Yeah. Maybe it splits off into multiple trails that are within Oregon because now you're in Oregon. So and you don't need to. The Oregon trails? Maybe. I guess I could have Googled what's in Oregon. Hold on. Let's look. What's in Oregon? Portland? I hear Portland, Portland is actually like a, re- like a really cool town. To I've heard so too except for cody doesn't like it so but maybe that's because he went for work and not like touristy stuff ah okay because i was gonna say what did portland ever do to cody made him work oh okay i could see where his frustrations would be then yeah so you know there you have it portland those of you in oregon if you haven't been to portland i don't know what to say but hopefully portland is just wonderful i apologize um, on behalf of Bryce's husband for his attitude. Uh, we just don't even care about his attitude. Just dismiss it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> just oh. ignore him like we do. Yeah. It's not hard. He just says something and you just don't acknowledge it. Eventually, <laughs> it's like the an annoying little voice or buzz in your ear that you don't even notice. Like the little mosquito. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, also, we have listeners, quite a few listeners in North Carolina. Listen, you're closer to North Carolina than I am, so I would hope you know more about it. Did we do that one yesterday? No, or, uh, uh, we yesterday. did last yesterday. Recording. We did. We did it on the last recording. Okay, South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Thanks for those. I meant to say South Carolina the whole time. <laughs> Almost spit Pepsi. I saw that. Um, so South Carolina. <laughs> Thank you guys for uh, joining us. Also, North Carolina, thank for you guys joining us too, but it's South Carolina's day today. Thank you for all the Carolina. Yes. It's a Carolina day. States <laughs> and people. Yes. It's official. Okay, done. <laughs> um, that's it. That's, that's all I have there. Uh, I also want to just throw out there that we do have our Discord up and going. So if you want to be able to talk to us just in an easier format, where you can ask us questions about upcoming episodes, anything on Patreon. Everyone is welcome to join the Discord. We have a ton of stuff in there already. Um, so if you do want to join, please email us at hellonheelspodcast at gmail.com. You can also look at our Instagram, which is hellonheelspodcast, or our Twitter, which is hellonheelspod, or on Facebook, hellonheelspodcast. Um, you can also see all of our photos from our episodes on all three, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So if you want to follow us there, you can do that as well. Anything you want to add to that? Okay, well, do you want to talk about Patreon? Yeah. So we've got Jack the Ripper up right now. I'm pretty sure there are some bloopers on there. I meant to double check that, but I vividly remember editing a video of you fighting Maisie for your food. I vividly remember that too, and I'm pretty sure that's on there. (laughs) So we do have some stuff up there. Uh, we'll get some more stuff up there too as we go. But if y'all want to donate to that, that would be just donate, Peachy. sign up, subscribe. 
whatever it is, whatever word you want, join uh, us. Be a patron. Yes. Put your name and donate money. That's I mean, you don't have to. But yeah, no. We'll still let you listen. Only because I don't control who can listen and who can't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. Otherwise, uh, Cody wouldn't listen. We wouldn't let him. Yeah, no, he wouldn't be allowed to. <laughs> but we do also um all levels of subscribers on patreon also get early access to all episodes so if you want to join there and get early access i am just releasing them as soon as they're edited so that means that if i am five weeks ahead you are five weeks early so good to go and we do I'm, record like like this weekend it is currently what the weekend of the 20. 20- Third so we are recording right now episode god damn it where's my thing 43 yeah so we're recording episode 43 and episode 39 just came out today yes so every now and then when we do these torture when, sessions <laughs> yeah when amanda decides that she's got to go two or three weeks to visit family we have to just really get some episodes in there look there's people y'all there's pee pee. <laughs> oh god, one too many diapers today. There's people that I would like to see that's not only my family and apparently um my family just loves babies, I guess, so they like monopolize my time. Oh, okay. So I have to go down there for long enough to do all this. Okay. That's fine. I'm just not sure why they're you're calling them peepees to begin with that uh was a freudian slit okay (laughs) (laughs) all right well are you ready to get started with your story i am uh i was kind of wait time out do i have to be mentally prepared is it a story like mine from last recording shit no okay (laughs) god if it was i would have done something else Okay. <laughs> Ooh, okay. No, uh, this is a disappearance. So there's the not disappearance? Like a disappearance. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to stop. Shut stop your mouth. I'm going to. Sh- I'm going to STFU. I was going to say okay, but that is both a word and an acronym. So take it. <laughs> take it however you please. Uh, we're going to talk about the Jameson family today. Have you ever heard of this case? Uh, I don't think so. I had not either, which is kind of weird because apparently it's pretty well known. Because, spoiler alert, we don't know much about this. So it's pretty frustrating. There is a butt ton of theories out there. And I only covered the ones that I could find the most information on. So, with that being said, I'm going to get on into it. The Jameson family consisted of 44-year-old Bobby Jameson and his 40-year-old wife, Sherry Lynn. They lived in Eufaula, Oklahoma, and they had a six-year-old daughter named Madison. And there are photos on the drive as well. Are they in the correct folder now? They are, yes. They're in a folder within a folder. So, as I said, they lived in Eufaula, Oklahoma, but they had been recently looking to buy land near Red Oak, Oklahoma. They were interested in a 40-acre plot in the San Boys Mountains, about 30 miles from where they currently were living. On October 8th, 2009, they piled into their truck to go check out the land, 
and this is the last time that they would be seen or heard from. So after the family had not heard from the Jamesons for eight days, police and volunteers searched for the family. After a few days, they found the Jamesons' truck abandoned in Latimer County, Oklahoma. The truck was locked, and inside, police found their phones, wallet, Sherilyn's purse, their driver's licenses, their GPS systems, a scathing 11-page letter written by Sherry Lynn to Bobby requesting a divorce. And oh. they also found their severely malnourished dog, Maisie. And from what I read, Madison loved this dog. And the family, I mean, the family loved the dog too, but this is like this six-year-old's dog. So there is no way, the family is like, there's absolutely no way that they would leave this dog in a truck malnourished for this long. Um, and they also found 32. But the puppy was fine, right? The puppy does live. Yes. I actually have a note that says Maisie did survive, by the way, and was adopted by Bobby's mom, where she lived the rest of her life happy and well cared for. In the truck, uh, they also found $32,000 in cash. When police checked the phone records, they found one outgoing call to voicemail, but they said that phone at the time would have been locked inside the truck when the call was made. It wasn't clear on how they came to that. I assume it was between the time that they went missing and the time that the truck was found, but they didn't really go into that. I did read in one source that they were known for carrying large sums of cash because they didn't believe in banks. But even the family said that there's no way that they would have this much money. They don't know where it was, where it would come from. Uh, from what I read, Bobby was actually on disability. So $32,000 is um, a lot. Pretty, yeah, that's, that's a lot for somebody that's not on disability. So for somebody that is, <clears throat> they just didn't know where this would have come from. But they were also looking to buy this land. So I can kind of see both sides to that story. I still don't know where it come from. Maybe they got a loan, you know. But it still seems. Yeah, we still loan. We have no idea where this money come from. Police found a photo of Madison on Bobby's phone. And that is the third photo on the drive. They used the GPS coordinates on that photo to track where it was taken. And it led them to the top of a nearby hill. They found footprints that they believed to be the family's. And they found a spot on top of a rock that the photo was taken on. So police speculated that the family walked up there, maybe were checking out the area, snapped the picture, and then went back to the truck. Now, when I look at this photo, me personally, I don't really see anything wrong or abnormal about it. However, the family, uh, specifically Madison's grandma, she says that this is not how Madison usually looks when she's getting her photo taken. She said that she was very photogenic. She loved the camera. She was always cheesing. And she said in this picture, she believes that she looks uncomfortable. And some people have said that she looks terrified. I don't I see that. She looks t terrified. She looks maybe like she's tired. Like, I don't know how much of a hike it was. Mm -hmm. And so maybe she was tired. Yeah. I don't see the terrified either. 
I can see the uncomfortable. I can see mm-hmm. that. And I will say too, you know, this grandma obviously knows this little girl way better than I do. That's true. Uh, as police investigated, they became even more alarmed when the Jameson's family told them that Sherilyn had a gun. She had a pistol that was not found in either the home or the truck. And that gun has never been found to this day. The county sheriff launched one of the biggest searches in Oklahoma. They had hundreds of volunteers. They had police searching, not only on foot, but they used horses, mules, ATVs, drones, and cadaver dogs. The dogs were reported to have repeatedly picked up a scent near a water tower. But when they drained that water tower, there was no evidence regarding the family's disappearance. The police chief is now retired, but he said that at the time, the search was very slow. He said that the land there is very remote and very unforgiving. The terrain was rocky. So it was just really slow. He said they pretty much went inch by inch while they were doing this search. The search went on for eight months and they never found anything. Now, in November of 2013, a hunter found skeletal remains in the mountains three miles from the Jameson's truck. The skeletal remains were face down, side by side, and had been heavily decomposed. The skeletons were not complete, and a cause of death couldn't be determined. However, the remains were confirmed to belong to the Jameson's. There was a small hole found in the back of Bobby's skull, but the medical examiner couldn't distinguish what caused it because of the condition of the bodies. People argue that it could have been a bullet hole, but neither of the other two bodies had any holes in them. And the medical examiner, he was basically like, yeah, it could be a bullet, but these bones are so you know, bad off. It could have been a limb falling from a tree. It could have been an animal. He just could not tell you, like, without certain, this is a bullet hole. So, wait, what year did they go missing again? 2009. April, no, or, um, what year? I don't know. What? Wait, what year did they go missing? I said <laughs> April. I meant October of 2009. Okay, uh, what year were the remains found again? November of 2013. Okay, okay, just making sure my timeline is correct yeah which is kind of interesting to me too uh because they i mean they were found gone for years you know and they were exposed to the elements but this hunter found them three miles from the truck and that is weird it's kind of weird that the the search party didn't find it especially if when they found them they were so badly decomposed they had to have been there for a while Uh, And the police, when people were like, hey, what the hell? The police basically speculated that they could have been covered by some leaves. And that's why nobody found Oh, sorry. Please don't look like a man. Look like a woman would look and move things. Yes. Like, Like, dust those leaves out of the way. At the very least, just kind of poke around with a stick. At the very least. Yeah. Don't look. Don't look for things like how Cody looks for things. Like, don't, don't be that person. Yes, because otherwise someone's going to come behind you. Uh, like when James looks for things, I'm going to come behind you and I'm going to be like, it's right here where I told you it was. Exactly. Is that a bow? So on the picture of Madeline, is that a bow on her shirt? I believe so. Yeah. Like at the at the neck. 
Yeah, because I can't tell if it's a bow, because if it's not a bow, it does look like maybe it's blood. I thought it was a bow, but I could also see how I would assume that it's some kind of like juice or something because she doesn't have any, her two front teeth are gone. Well, that's true. Yeah. So I, I mean, it's been a while since I lost my two front teeth, uh, but I could. You haven't wanted, you got that for Christmas a few years ago, your two front teeth. Yeah. Like two years ago. Well, I mean. But I would assume it's hard to keep liquid in there. Maybe. Well, I feel like kids are always covered in juice anyways. Yeah, they are. She is when she doesn't even have any. So I don't know she's, how she does it. She's hiding some. Probably. Little little woo pig. I got my woo pig over here. <laughs> I've got all three of my woo pigs. I don't know if she's that big of a woo pig. Mine are. <laughs> one day. One day. She's, she's working towards it. So as I said earlier, there's a lot of theories about what happened to the Jameson family. It's most commonly believed and accepted that they got lost and they probably died of hypothermia. That one seems a little weak to me. I don't know. That one, I just... 2009, I mean, I don't see them getting lost. Like, it just doesn't feel like they would have. It doesn't feel like that to me either, especially when they had all that stuff in the truck. They had cell phones. They had GPS systems. They, you know, they had all that. And even then they were three miles from the truck, but all of their stuff was still in the truck. It just seems odd to me. I mean, how much, like, obviously from the map that you have, I can't see all the roads, but like, Mm -hmm. how far away from a road were they? Uh, They were pretty much all on, um, like, dirt roads. I didn't, like, Google map that. Uh, I should have included a picture of the truck. I'll find one and throw that in there. But it was very obviously, like, an out-of-the-way type road. Well, I'm just thinking, like, even, let's just say they get lost. They find a road, whether it's a dirt road or a paved road. Then they follow it. Like, if they're that lost, right, and then wait for the next person to come by. Well, even if that was the thing, how, why were the, the remains found the way they were? Like side by side, face down in the dirt. It just seems really specific. Do people, I don't know if this is going to ruin your story, but do people think it was like a murder suicide? That is a common, I wanted to say misconception. Uh, That is a common theory. Some people do believe that. And there's even a little bit of evidence that could possibly, I don't want to say prove that, uh, but credit, give credit to it. Okay. So now the new third photo is a picture of the truck and you can tell it's on like a dirt road and it's a big pickup too. Yeah. I don't know what the other photo you put in is, but. We're going to get to that, too. Okay. I just, I mean, I get it, but I don't think it's, like, absolutely desolate where they are. So, mm-hmm. for and the theory for them to die of hypothermia. Yeah. it, And I don't know either what the weather is like in Oklahoma. I know Oklahoma is, like, right next door to us. In October, it's, I mean, it's not 
ridiculously cold. You would need a jacket. But from the picture of Madison, it doesn't look like it was that cold. I mean, she's in like a short sleeve shirt. True. Yeah, at night. Oklahoma, October night weather. See, what's this website say? So it says for October, a high of 74, a low of 51. So I still don't feel like it's that low. Yeah, that doesn't really, like, I don't usually wear a jacket until it gets into 40. But I like cold, so. I mean, I guess if it was like a cold year, maybe, but. Yeah. Uh, Police, they did admit to finding what they described as a witch's Bible back at the Jameson house. And they also found that picture that you just asked me about words that Sherilyn had allegedly written on a storage container the family owned. They were spray painted in black paint. And I think it was a little bit of red paint on there. But it says three cats killed to date by people in this area. Witches don't like their black cats killed. We talked about that last last episode. Yes. Sherilyn's friend, Nikki Schinnold, she told police that three of the Jameson cats had been poisoned by neighbors. And Nikki also said that she and, whoa, she and Sherilyn were both interested in witches. <clears throat> she said that they had bought matching witches Bible years earlier to put on their coffee tables as a joke, which I get that. That's something... I would put something like that on my coffee table just out of sheer interest. Yeah, I can see that. She went on to say that she agreed with a lot of people. A lot of people claimed that their house was haunted. And she said that there was a horrible presence in the Jameson house. And she always left feeling depressed. She once saw a gray mist descend down the stairs while she was in the living room. She said that Sherilyn told her more than once that Bobby, who was usually very gentle, would come at her and his eyes would be dead and black like he was possessed. She no, also thank said, you. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that at all. When people's eyes change, like, you know what they say, the eyes are the window to the soul. Yeah. That's terrifying. She also said uh, that Sherilyn wrote notes and left them around the house that said things like, get out, Satan. Satan is always getting things all effed up and everyone's, everyone's everything. He's always in everyone's business. Business? Business. Uh, yeah, I almost said that. <laughs> business. He's always, get, he needs to mind his own business. He does. <laughs> uh, Satan. So the family was also involved in a local church and the pastor of that church, his name was Gary Brandon. He came forward. And he claimed that just days before the family went missing, they came to him for advice. He claimed that this family was at spiritual warfare. They had told multiple friends and family members that their house was haunted. I already said that. Uh, the Jamesons, they said that they had made contact with a family whose spirit was trapped in the home. This all started when Madison started talking to an imaginary friend named Emily. 
Bobby Jameson had become so upset that he requested spiritual bullets to shoot the spirits with. Wait, I've what never... are spiritual bullets? I don't know if that's a thing. I couldn't find anything on it. But then again, I mean, couldn't you just shoot a ghost with salt? Like salt bullets? I don't know. I don't didn't think ghosts reacted to salt necessarily. Well, if it's a demon. Well, that's different. Let's not just put them all in a category of demon just because they're ghosts. That's just rude. Well, I'm going back to where uh, Nikki said that Sherilyn would write, like, get out Satan and stuff like that. Does well, Satan? I'm just... Is Satan I don't... Effective? Google it. <laughs> Do I need to Google it? Oh, please. Can salt keep Satan away? Yes. Ah! Uh, well, it says yes, but I'm not very sure. <laughs> oh. I got Satan hates salt in the eye. So just throw salt at Satan's eye? Apparently, I guess. That this is mean, even like for Satan. This is also from the compassnews.org. So <laughs> I don't really. Oh, um... it talks about using blessed salt in food. Um, oh, it has to be blessed. Can't yes. just be like your normal store so, salt. Get some blessed salt and throw it in Satan's eyes. That still seems mean. It's Satan. Okay, it still seems mean. He is the epitome of mean. I don't think it matters much. I mean, true, but in his eye? Why his eye? Because that gives you plenty enough time to get away. But then you're just going to tick him off even more. But by that time, I'll be gone. But it's Satan. He's going to be able to find you. Damn. I don't know. Salt circle? I don't know. Okay. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> oh, and Sherilyn had also reportedly started investigating if the house had been built on a Native American burial ground. The pastor also claimed that the family had been searching for a satanic Bible to rid the house of the spirits. And they allegedly did find this Bible. Hold Police on. did not find it. That seems backwards. I thought so too. But I, I don't guess... think you use a satanic Bible to get rid of Satan or his demons. I thought you used a satanic Bible to call upon Satan and his demons. Right. But I'm not sure. Would you like me to ask one of his demons? Cody's in the other room. That would be wonderful. Because <laughs> I don't have a Bible to ask him with. Or salt to get rid of him with. Um, I, salt doesn't work on this demon. So, you know. Oh. Sorry. Hot sauce does, I think. Just puts him in the bathroom for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I will ask him later. Okay. Now, I did read somewhere else uh, that not long after the family went missing, this priest or pastor, pastor, excuse me, uh, left town. He moved and no one ever heard of him again. That's weird. I look yes. fishy, sir. I thought so, too. A lot of this case is just like, what? Uh, the show disappeared, aired an episode about the Jameson family in December of 2010. After it aired, Nikki claims to have gotten a phone call from an anonymous woman asking if she was the one looking for the Jamesons. 
The woman told her that she had once belonged to a white supremacy group. And while in that group, she discovered a big book that had a lot of names in it. Now, apparently, this woman would go to the rallies. And this big book filled with names, that was the name of people that other members of the group had issues with. So after each rally, she would try to remember the name. She would go home and research them. And she's claimed that most of the names that she looked up were linked to missing person cases. Nikki later told a local news station, and this is a quote, she had overheard some conversations that these guys were clearly there talking about Sherilyn, Bobby, and Madison, and that they took care of them. Another thing the woman told her, oh, that just made me really uncomfortable, is that one of the men had said how Madison had sat in his lap and it made him feel good. Skipping right on past that. Uh, yeah, let's move past that real quick. Nikki claims to not know of what to make of the call, but she said that Bobby had a very specific insignia that was engraved on his wedding band and the woman knew about that insignia and she actually mentioned it. So when she said that, Nikki said that not many people knew that specific detail, which I can see, especially if it's on the inside or even if it's on the outside, that's pretty tiny. Like you really got to look yeah. at something like that. I don't feel like I could look at someone's ring and be like, oh, look at that. Ins- I wouldn't notice it, you know? Exactly. I'd be like, yeah. oh, pretty ring, but I'm also not like inspecting. Nikki believes that the family was being watched and she references some CCTV footage as evidence. And we're going to watch that footage in a little bit. She disagrees with police about the Jamesons because the, the police claim that the Jamesons are. They use the quote. Where's the word? I'm so sorry. You jinx me because today my notes are mixed up. God, mine were a rough mess, apparently, last night. Uh, basically, the police, they claim to have a psychologist study the footage. And they, the psychologist, concluded that, according to that video, they, the Janusons seem to be under the influence of drugs. The video shows Bobby and Sherilyn walking from their truck to the house about 20 times. Police and the psychologist described the couple as loading items in a zombie-like trance. Sometimes they weren't even carrying anything. They would just go to the truck, have a blank look on their face, empty-handed, and then walk back to the house. At times they stopped and stood. I just said that with a vacant look on their face. Uh, they changed clothes in the middle of loading the truck. And even when Madison appeared in the video, they never spoke to one another. So this was at their home, like their primary home that they were already living at? Okay. Yes. yes. It was when they were loading up the truck to go check out the land. So this is from the day they disappeared. And it's like the last time that they've been seen. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to share my screen and show you that video. Okay. If that's the same video, if that's the same video that the like, the psychologist you said yes the police and the psychologist if that's the same video they got how can they tell that they were on drugs for that that's exactly how i felt because one this is footage from 
security uh, in 2009. Like, it's not good. It's very great. It's like, what, one frame every three seconds. It's not great. But also, to me, it looks normal. Yeah. Well, because I'm thinking, let's say, let's say they have a better quality, right? Like something, Mm -hmm. they've got the full video, better quality. Even if they weren't talking to each other, didn't she just give her husband an 11 page letter that was asking for a divorce? Well, from what they can tell, uh, it's possible she never gave it to him. They did find it in the truck and it, from what they said, it was a very angry letter. In the letter, like, she wanted a divorce. But uh, they were also not in a great headspace, neither of them. And we'll get into that a little more, too. I know it's, like, there's a whole so much going on I here. just, well, I just think, let's just say, hypothetically, she had given him that letter. Whether it was the day before, a couple days before, whatever. Because I feel like if that was in the truck, that was a shared space, I don't feel like someone that's, hasn't decided if they're giving that letter to their significant other or not would keep that in in a communal space you know what i mean yeah and it's possible she had it in her purse too and it was just something of note that the police i still wouldn't like i don't feel like you would keep that in your purse still you know like no i agree because i kind of felt like well maybe you know that's a common thing that therapists recommend that you do uh, and Maybe she was just getting it off her chest and never was going to give it to him. But even if she was, why would you choose now? Y'all are looking at a new home. Right. So in my mind, maybe they she'd already given it to him and they are going out to this home. And that video is after he's read it. So there would be that awkwardness and there would be that lack of communication and there would be that that tension between people. You know what I mean? Like she's clearly angry and he's and maybe this was like an ultimatum for him and he's thinking things through i don't know i just feel like even like if that's the situation that makes sense if they're saying like they're not talking to each other they're kind of in and out because your mind's somewhere else it's a good point i actually hadn't thought of that i just thought back of like when i'm unloading groceries with james we're not we're not talking and having a good time i'm just trying to get back into the air condition right and, I mean, you don't see if they're talking in the house. Exactly. Because there's only, what, two different... What's the thing Cameras? called? Cameras? Oh angles? God. Angles, thank you, yes. Two different camera angles. Yeah. Well, that's just... I mean, I get it. I get, like, when me and Cody are loading the car up for, like, a camping trip or something, we're communicating, but it's not like we're sitting talking and laughing and... Having a good time. Yeah. It's I don't get... I don't know. Part. Mm-hmm. So the police, they said that that uh, that one man that had a gray shirt, I think you could maybe see, you might have to look again, but one of the men has a gray shirt. They claim that this is Bobby, and this is when they said that he was just changing clothes in the middle of it, which is another part of the weird behavior that they were talking about. Like, maybe they were on drugs, something. But maybe he also felt like sweaty from moving things and decided to change clothes. Change. Yeah. Like you said, it was like 70 something degrees. It very well can be in October. So Nikki, she believes that the family was being watched and she goes back to that footage as evidence of that because she claims 
that the Jamesons were not changing clothes. She believes that there's a whole different person entirely. And this is a quote from her. If you watch the last time you see Bobby in the white t-shirt going into the truck, and you don't take your eyes off the driver's side window of the truck, you see it illuminate white as if he's gotten in. Then later you see the guy in the brown shirt coming to the truck, and you still see the little illumination in the driver's side truck. I believe Bobby got into the truck and was still there. So if she thinks that that quote-unquote change in clothes isn't Bobby, it's just a whole different person. Now, I did mention that the police think that it's possible that they were on drugs. A lot of people think the large amount of money in the car points to it being drug-related. The neighbor A lot of money for drugs. That's, I mean, it is. I don't know much about drugs. Um, I don't, I don't know how much, like, um, meth was said to be really popular in this area. I have absolutely no idea how much meth costs. You Google the going rate of meth, I'll get an accurate answer. <laughs> I mean, that sounds kind of fun. <laughs> that theory is supported by neighbors' testimonies that Bobby and Sherilyn had started looking gaunt and emaciated. And it was also noted that crystal meth and the labs to make it were very prevalent in the area where they went missing. So some people think that they were on drugs. Some people think that maybe they came across something and saw something they weren't supposed to see. The police, they did not find any drugs or drug paraphernalia in the truck or the home. And family members maintained they did not do drugs. Another story is that Bobby's own father had something to do with it. They were currently in a lawsuit with his dad, Bob Dean Jameson. Bob Dean sold a gas station that he used to have Bobby work at, and it was unclear. But from what I understand, instead of paying Bobby when he would work there, his dad was like, well, when we sell it, I'll give you half the proceeds from sale. Well, he never did that. So they took him to court and they were in a lawsuit with him when they disappeared. His dad had made multiple threats to kill Bobby and his family. So they got a protective order against him in April of 2009 after Bob tried to hit Bobby with his car the previous November. And around this time is when Bobby's mother, she actually installed the security cameras around the house just in case. So this, the cameras were actually meant for his dad. But uh, police never really even looked into Bob Dean because he had a pretty airtight alibi. Apparently, his, Bobby's uncle, so Bob Dean's brother, claimed that he was either in a hospital or a, like an assisted living home at the time of their disappearance. But people say that he should have been looked into more seriously because he was said to have ties to the mexican mafia question mark um there's a mexican mafia i thought that was a cartel i don't know because they said the exact quote is mexican mafia prostitutes and drugs i've never heard of a mexican mafia but i i mean i'll support any any um what's the right word i have no idea 
established. I don't support the mafia necessarily, but I also don't feel like race should affect what type of mafia you have. That's what I'm trying to say. Ah, uh, okay. I see where you're going. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know what any of that had to do with like, okay. <laughs> first of all, I don't like the word prostitute, okay? But what is a sex worker going to do in this situation? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I don't, I, that just seems like it doesn't, I don't like that idea. Like, I don't see that one. Uh, now, people do suggest what you asked earlier. They suggest that it was possibly a murder-suicide. Bobby had chronic back issues from a car accident. And both Bobby and Sherilyn suffered from depression. And it's something that they, they had been fighting for a long time. Sherilyn's younger sister had also died not long before, and it was ridiculously tragic. She died when a bee stung her on the tongue, and her tongue actually swole up, and she choked to death. So if Sherilyn, she was already depressed, and then she also had to deal with this. Um, her family said, I mean, understandably, she took it really hard. And they claimed that this is why she was so thin. She said that she had been battling the depression already. And then when this happened, it put her in an even darker place. So she stopped eating. She stopped taking care of herself. But they do claim also that if this was a murder-suicide, they wonder, like, people speculate, well, where's the gun? Because the gun's heavy. It's not really something that's just going to, the wind's going to blow it away. And if... If they were affected by animals, I've never really heard of an animal coming, like a bear coming across a gun in the woods and just carrying it back to his den. They're not really going to. Yeah, a metal object isn't going to. Yeah. So even if they did mess with the bodies in whatever way, people argue like they're not going to mess with the gun. It would still be there. Okay, but they also don't know their cause of death. Like it's speculated that a gun was involved. Mm Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean that a murder-suicide happened with a a gun. It's really weird because there's just all the... And like I said, there's more theories. But these are just the ones that I could find the most information on. Um, The case, it is still open and active. So if you have any information about what happened to the Jamesons, call the Latimer County Sheriff's Office. And that number is... 981. No, it's not. That number is 918-465-4012. And you can choose to remain anonymous if you want. But that is the very short, confusing story of the Jameson family. It is very confusing. Like my brain, I'm trying to wrap my brain around everything. Yeah, because even if it was drugs, uh, I mean, I very, you know, I could see how if they stumbled across something they weren't supposed to see, but there's 32 grand in that truck. So right. why would you not take the money? Right. I mean, the truck didn't see, I mean, the dog, the poor dog, Maisie, that truck didn't seem to be messed with at all. I just, I feel like if it was a murder suicide, they would have probably also included the dog in that. I agree with that. I mean, at the very least, let it go. You know, take it out of the car. Yeah, you would have had like a reason to leave it locked in the car. 
Yeah. Unlo- I mean, I guess if it is a murder-suicide, they don't want to let it out of the car while they're doing the murder part. Or before. True. still is still a little weird to me. Yeah, I I don't like it at all. All right, well, I have a story for you. And so before our listeners get mad, Amanda and I talked about this in private and we switched because Amanda Amanda wanted the wampus and not horned serpent, even though previously she said she wanted horned serpent. I claimed the hell out of it because I come across it when I did Thunderbirds. The wampus? The horned serpent. Wait, what? <laughs> I came across the horned serpent when I was researching Thunderbirds. Right, but you said you claimed the hell out of it, but we just switched. Oh, originally. I claimed oh, okay, the hell okay, out of okay. The horned okay. Yeah. And then I was like, no, uh, wampus. Because I just. Because what I the hell is a wampus? Exactly. Okay. But you could connect the dots on what the horned serpent was. Okay, good, good, good. I had a good guess. Okay. I mean, it's a serpent that's horned. Done. That's my cryptid. You're welcome. (laughs) Well, I was wrong. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm not. (laughs) I I was right. Um, So we are going to be talking about the horned serpent today. I don't know. Serpent. I don't know why I said it that way. (laughs) So there are pictures on the drive. You can look at them whenever you want. The first one will not be posted on Instagram because that is the Ilvermorny one. And I don't want to get sued by, you know, Harry Potter, Pottermore, whatever it's called. Because Harry Potter himself is going to sue you. I know. Him him himself and <laughs> Hermione is going to be his lawyer and Ron's going to be a defendant. Oh, you're screwed. Defendant. Ron's going to be a witness, alibi, I don't know. You're screwed with Hermione being a lawyer. Mm-hmm. So we're just not going to risk it. So, <clears throat> the Horned Serpent is known to be primarily in Native American mythology or folk- folklore. It does, however, appear in European, Egyptian, and Near Eastern mythology as well. So, all around the world. A lot of people have drawn a connection to the horned serpent back to the Naga or the mysterious serpent people. I am not going to talk about them today, but the basic idea of them is that they are uh, intellectual beings that were snakes. Um, that I think that could be its own story that we can look into. But a lot of people do draw their origination or just a connection back to the Naga or the serpent people. But today we are going to focus on mythologies and folklore that are directly related to the horned serpent. And so I'm going to give you the option right now. You don't have the option of the Native American um, Native American folklore. That's very last, but you can choose European or Mesopotamian. Mesopotamian. Okay, good, because that's the order we put it. <laughs> okay. So, really, this lore is focused on iconography, and that is per Merriam-Webster. Iconography is the traditional or conventional images or symbols associated with a subject, and especially a religious or legendary subject. Okay. Also, I should have said this before. I'm going to butcher words left and right. Don't even come at me. I don't. Google didn't help me with some of these words, so I'm guessing. Okay. So. <clears throat> so, Ningish Zita is a Mesopotamian deity of vegetation, the underworld, and sometimes war. Oh, they busy. 
they're busy. Just sometimes I cover war, though. It's fine. No biggie. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> On my off days, I just cover war. Yeah, when I'm not busy with the vegetation and the underworld, I, you know, focus on war. No biggie. <laughs> Entrepreneurial mindset. We love yeah. to see it. Uh, fine. He was the son of the goddess Ereshigal. Ereshigal. No, I'm sorry. But Ningishida is sometimes depicted as a serpent with horns. In other depictions, he is shown as a human, but is accompanied by Bashmu Mushusu. <laughs> And Ush Umgal. Believe you. <laughs> if, if I have said anything wrong for anyone that knows better than me, because there is someone, there's a lot of people that know more than me. I'm guessing on names. Go ahead and correct me later. Not you, Dad, though. You correct me with or without invitation. So anyway, so those three, the Bash, Bashmu, Mushusu, and Ush Umgal, are horned snakes with two forelegs and often described as a lion, lion dragon demon. So a lion either... dragon demon is that like three <laughs> different things? Or are they are they all the same? Because I'm terrified, irregardless. Like those are all combined into one. That's horrible. A dragon lion demon. Oh my yeah. god. So they talk about how there is significance in horns in a lot of these mythologies. And this actually goes back to ancient Egyptian times as well. Horns represent like a power of nature and they express an unstoppable power and majesty. And throughout human history, horns have been synonymous with strength as well. Makes I, I can see that. Like yeah. horns are pretty like harder than bone, right? And it's just uh, like calcium or something. I don't know. I don't either. Keep going. Uh, point is, is that they're a representation of strength and a lot of different ancient gods and people and animals are actually depicted with horns. In different religions, cows can be um, depicted with horns and also Moses has been portrayed with horns as well as Alexander the Great. I did not know that. That's I that's didn't really know that cool. either. That's what I forgot to do is I was going to try to find the picture of Moses and Ale Alexander the Great with horns and I forgot. I bet it's terrifying. I probably don't want to see it. It's fine. Anyway, ways Ningishizida shares the epithet uh, Ush Umgal, which is Great Serpent. Um, and this is also shared with several other Mesopotamian gods. That's all you got for Mesopotamia. But <laughs> there you go. I still liked it. Just because okay. of uh, the trio. The trio that I'm not going to repeat because I probably didn't say their names correct the first time anyways. Yes. Okay. Um, in Europe, the... Celtic iconology of the ram-horned serpent is a well-attested cult image in Northwest Europe. The ram-horned serpent appears three times on the Gundestrup cauldron. Do you know what that is? No clue. I never heard of it either, but it is a richly decorated silver vessel. And that picture is actually on the drive, by the way. And it is believed to date between... Uh, from 200 BC to 300 AD. And this is before and during the Roman Iron Age. So just a couple years back. Yeah, not like no big it's not that old. No biggie. Yeah. Ripley's has older stuff. Yeah. Believe okay. it or not. Still <laughs> impressive. Uh, but. Okay. Yeah. So also in Romano-Celtic Gaul was closely associated with Cernunos where Cernunos, who was often depicted with the ram-horned serpent. And Cernunos is a god 
uh, that's de often depicted with antlers seated cross-legged and is associated with stags, horned serpents, dogs, and bills. I don't know if that's supposed and to say bills or bucks. Okay, I was gonna I was gonna <laughs> ask about that. Like dollar bills, duck bills. Let me double check. Let me see what I typed up this time. Human bills, like a bunch of Williams are associated with him. Let's see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Da, 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 da. Uh, we got depicted with antlers. Stags? Oh, it wasn't bucks, it's bulls. <laughs> Ah, okay. The other bills. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the other bills. Sorry. I was like, this doesn't look right. Why are they associated <laughs> with bills and why aren't they paying mine? I'm telling you, Google Docs, it it is like the best and the worst thing at the same time because that autocorrect does you dirty. That was just me, though, because the U and the I are next to each other on the keyboard. Oh, I was trying to defend you, but never mind. No, I don't even defend me. It's not worth it. I just typoed it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so this is found as early as the 4th century BC in northern Italy, where a huge antlered figure with torques and a serpent was carved on the rocks in Val... Val... Comonica? Comments? I don't... I don't know. It's a valley. It's a freaking valley. Right. Sure. Uh, <laughs> a bronze image at... Etang Sur Aru? <laughs> I don't know. It's okay. There's a bronze image and a stone sculpture at two different communes and they both depict Sir Nunos. Uh, they depict his body encircled by two horned snakes and the horned snakes are feeding from bowls of fruit um, and corn mash in the god's lap. I feel like snakes would want something a little meatier. Not the horned serpent. Oh. But, okay. Uh, we'll talk about it more. Um. At one of the communes, there is also a sculpture of a goddess holding a cornucopia and a pomegranate with a horned serpent eating from a bowl of food. I like pomegranates. All right. I'm here for it. At a commune in France. I'm not saying the commune commune's names. I'm butchering everything. I'm giving up on names right now. At a different commune in France, a carved uh, youth has a ram-horned snake twined around his legs with its head at his stomach. Uh, at a market town in England, in Gloucestershire, I can say that one, uh, mm -hmm. Sir Nunos's legs are two snakes which rear up on each side of his head and are eating fruit or corn. The snakes can reflect like a peaceful nature to some people. According to uh, Miranda Green, who wrote this article, she said the snakes reflect a peaceful nature of the, of the god associated with nature or fruitfulness and perhaps accentuate his association with regeneration. There are other deities that are occasionally accompanied by ram-horned serpents, and those include the uh, Celtic Mars and Celtic Mercury. Celtic? Celtic. Celtic. I've always said Celtic. I, would I think, think it's one of those that could be, like, either way. I don't know. I think I've said it both ways this time. It's fine. Oh, the ram-horned snake and conventional snakes appear together um, with the solar wheel. Apparently, this is as tributes of the god, apparently as tributes of the sun or sky god. That makes sense. Like there's yeah. okay, good. These good, good, good. so these snakes are like they are busy. They're busy, yeah. They're everywhere. Yeah. So in northern Europe, they have the lindworm, which makes frequent appearance appearances in Norse mythology. 
Um, and that could also, a lot of people attribute the lindworm to being a horned serpent as well. In Icelandic folklore, they have their own version known as, oh god, Lagarfloit? <laughs> I said that so wrong. I, it's a worm. They have their own worm version. In southern Sweden, they have claims of huge water snakes and the sight of which was deadly. Uh, not going to say what it is. I am. I'm going to attempt it. Um, and it's called the Storsjodwert. That's wrong. It's fine. Uh, the latter characteristic of them, um, of the snake being deadly, is very reminiscent of a basilisk. But a lot of people say it could be a horned serpent as well rather than a basilisk. The Greek, they have the Cerastase, and that's a creature described as a snake with either two large ram horns or four pairs of smaller horns. And it was incredibly flexible, so much so that it didn't even have a spine. And it was described as burying itself in sand while leaving its horns visible. And then when its prey would come up, either to attack it, thinking it was smaller prey than them, or just to investigate, it would attack any creatures that came to investigate. Oh, I don't like that. It's like a trapdoor spider. It's awful. But that's all we have for the European (laughs) history. We're going to move on to Native American mythology. Are you ready? Uh, Yeah. Okay, so the horned serpent appears in many of the Native American mythologies. Details do vary from tribe to tribe. Typically, the serpents are supernatural in characteristics. They have magical abilities such as shape-shifting, invisibility, hypnotic powers, powerful medicine for humans who either defeat them or help them. A lot of the stories associated with the horned serpent are... um, They associate the horned serpent with water, rain, lightning, thunder, or controlling storms and weather. Again, busy. Busy, yes. Oh my god. Water, rain, what? Lightning, what? Water, rain, lightning, thunder, or controlling storms and weather. So everything, basically. (laughs) They're busy. God. Okay. They were considered gods or spiritual beings in some tribes. And for the Southeastern Ceremonial Complex, horned serpents were a large component of their history. So the Southeastern Ceremony Complex ceremonial complex it's really predominantly they're based in the southeastern woodlands and great lakes area um the indigenous people of the southeastern woodlands traditionally inhabited the uh the area that is now considered part of the southeastern u.s and northeastern border of mexico they typically shared common cultural traits between the different tribes and many of them were in areas such as uh, modern day mississippi and alabama yeah, that's that was I. As soon as I read that, I was like, "Oh, I'm surprised Amanda didn't call dibs." <laughs> I did not know that actually. Yeah. Huh. Well, interesting. Now you do. I the, always thought my family was sneaky, sneaky snake. Snake, they're sneaky snake. <laughs> okay, the Muskogee. I could be saying that wrong. I think it's Muskogee. The Muskogee. <laughs> okay, sure. The Muskogee Creek traditions include the horned serpent and a tie snake. And they have a word for it in their language. And dear Lord, help me through this. The word is Estakavnav. <laughs> yep. There, okay. This breaks every rule in my brain. There is a K-W-V-N right in a row. 
I spell or I double check the spelling like six times. The the thing that sucks is Google doesn't really give you much help when it comes to Native American words. Zero There's help. Absolutely nothing. And if it's something, it is very obviously wrong. Mm-hmm. So That's- like my brain, I'm trying to say it like Spanish, how a Spanish yeah. word would be said, and I know it's wrong. Like I know even if I do that, I'm wrong. That's any why I'm First saying Muscogee. Any First Nations people, we are very sorry. Oh my god, I am so sorry. I deeply I'm, apologize. Yeah, I I'm so sorry. I'm trying. Google was not helpful. I swear when I did, to- the, when I did Thunderbirds, it was the same way. So I I feel your pain. Sorry. It's painful. How did you say that? The Muscogee? Muscogee. Yeah. Hold on. Now that could be the Al- Alabama way of saying it. So I'm sorry again. But I must. Oh. Ghee, like the butter. There's a butter called ghee? Well, it's like a butter substitute. I've James, never. James had it a lot when he was. It's expensive. When he was on keto, he used it a lot. I've never heard of that. But okay, we're going to move on. Okay, give that back. So the Muscogee is a group of indigenous people that are part of like the southeastern woodlands in the U.S. or like that grouping that they have, um, but they're that's where they are. So often for them, the tie snake and the horned serpent are interpreted as either being the same creature or other times they're similar but different. So it just depends on whose version you're going off of and who's telling the story because most of this is oral history. Um, the horned serpent and the tie snake, I mean, they're a type of underwater serpent. They are covered with iridescent crystalline scales. They have a single large crystal on its forehead. Their scales and the crystal are prized for their powers of divination. Uh, their horns, oh God, their horns are called Cheeto Gabby. Gabby, I don't know. I'm sorry. But their horns are used in medicine. The tie snake was not considered to be evil or harmful. The tie snake or the um, but the, the horn serpent um, were not considered to be harmful to humans, unlike some other stories or other tribes that had the stories. John R. Swanton was told, and John R. Swanton is um, he like work? What's the word? Good God, I had it written down and it's not here. He's Sorry. someone important in history. It's fine. He was told that the snake lives in the water and has horns like a stag. It is not a bad snake. It does not harm human beings, but seems to have a magnetic power over game. In these stories, the horned serpent enjoyed eating sumac, which is a type of plant. It's poisonous. Or it can be. I I know it is poisonous. It is not poisonous to the horned serpent. So you mind your own business. Yes, ma'am. I mean, yes. I forgot you didn't like ma'am for a second there. Sorry. It's uh, it's habit, okay? It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> the Alabama people. Hi. This is, I couldn't find an actual tribal name. Everything I found for this tribe called them the Alabama people. So they're from Alabama. Okay. Um, they're, they are members of the Mus- Muscogee. Creek Confederacy, which is just, you know, part of that 
what we talked about earlier. But anyways, so they do have a serpent that is related to the horn serpent called the Sinto Sokto? I don't know. Um, but that actually translates to crawfish snake. <laughs> oh my god, I love crawfish. Okay. So they divided these snakes into four classifications based on its horn color, and the horn colors were blue, red, white, and yellow. Don't ask what the classifications were because I couldn't freaking find them. Okay. So there you have it. Blue, white, red, and yellow? Blue, white, red, yellow. Uh, the Yuchi? Yuchi, Yuchi. Sure. The Yuchi people um, had a dance called the Big Turtle Dance which was to honor the horned serpent's spirit. The tribe was based, this tribe was based in Oklahoma, and for them, the horned serpent was associated with thunder, lightning, disease, and rainbows. Oh. The disease threw me off. The thunder, yeah. lightning, and rainbows, I can deal with that, but it was the disease. It took a second to, to connect the disease dot, because I was like, well, that come out of left field. Yeah. Fine. Uh, but they... Did this tribe actually made effigies of the horned serpent as recently as 1905? Uh, the effigy that was created was fashioned from stuffed deer hide painted blue with antlers that were painted yellow. The significance of that I could not find. So there you have yeah, it. That's only two colors. Y'all are leaving some some people out here. Fine, they're fine. Uh, this is also a different tribe than the Alabama people. So oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the Cherokee people called the horned serpent Uktena. Uktena? Uktena. I'm going to go with Uktena. Uh, legend says that the first Uktena was created when the sun became angry with the people on Earth. So the sun sent a sickness to kill the people on Earth. A man was changed into a horned serpent and sent to kill the sun, and they called him Uktena. Was this in 2020? Is that the, um, the sickness? No. Oh, okay. No. Sorry, that was not the sickness. Um, plus, I don't think we had news of a man being changed into a serpent in 2021. That we know of. It's true. True. He could well, still be undercover. Well, just say this man changed. He turned into the horned serpent and he was sent to kill the sun and he failed. <laughs> oh. So the tribe then sent a rattlesnake to try and kill the sun, and the rattlesnake succeeded. Wow. They could have <laughs> just done that to begin with. <laughs> Anyways, so the Uktena was so jealous and angry about his failure that people just started becoming fearful of him because he was losing his absolute mind. I mean, I can kind of, I can empathize with him, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, the tribe takes him away and hides him with other dangerous things. They had a whole area that they called this. I didn't put that in my notes, though. So they take him away, and they're like, okay, goodbye. You have fun with the dangerous creatures up here. Uktena, however, left others behind, and they now lurk in deep pools and rivers and secluded passes in high mountains. So everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. I don't like this. <laughs> He's well, already the, pissed off. <laughs> well, the one that's pissed off is up with the other dangerous things. He just left other ones behind. Why would you do that? Because he's pissed off? I 
do anything though. <laughs> like, come on now. I would have helped you do uh kill the sun. Yeah, whatever, however you went about that, whatever <laughs> I could have possibly done. I would have oh. stood there from a distance and be like, you go, you man. I don't think they needed the cheerleader. Oh, well, then I got nothing. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, the Uktuna is described as a great snake, and it, they describe it as large, as around as a tree trunk with horns on its head. A gemstone on its forehead called Ulun Suti, and that translates to transparent uh, because they were nearly invisible to humans. The snakes were. They had magical glowing scales that some people, when they did see it, said looked like sparks of fire. They Some renditions said that they had a wings as well. And it had rings or spots along its entire body. And it cannot be injured. So the horn serpent cannot be injured except for by shooting, uh, shooting it in the seventh spot from its head. Okay. Does it have to be shot with something specific while we're at it? What? <laughs> Sorry. Right. So, um, the seventh spot from its head is basically considered its heart and its lifeline. Um, and you have to be... Oh, I didn't put it there. I put it in a weird spot. Um, or it's a different tribe and I just am confused. Point is, is that typically the stories I saw, you had to be using an arrow that was given to you by a medicine man or woman. I, I don't know. I'm sure that's easy to come across. Well, I don't think the horned serpent is easy to come across either. Well, maybe if he wasn't so pissed off, people would invite him to places. Well, maybe people should just invite him to places. Why? If he's just going to be a, a sore sourpuss the whole time. Well, let him be a sourpuss. The uh, da, 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 the gem on its head, the Ulun Suti, was actually very highly sought after. It was believed who he can who uh, 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 he who can win it may become the greatest wonder worker of the tribe. They would have immense power, and it would give them a life of successful hunting, rainmaking, and romance. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Ooh, yes. So Most this was pretty highly sought after. Yeah. I mean, I if you're imagine. getting the hunting, rainmaking, and romance, the HRRs, Ooh, you know, what you're else would you do? Everything you could possibly want. Yeah. I mean, I what mean, more do you need? Nothing. Uh, most would die trying to obtain the gem because Uksuna was... Did I say Uksuna? Have I been saying Uksuna? Because it's not Uksuna. It's I don't Uktena. think the whole time. I, I don't know. Uktana. Um, where was I? So the Uktana was pretty ferocious. But also, if you were seen by Uktana, you became dazed by the bright light. Most people who should have run away from that bright light in the snake, because they became dazed and kind of in, in a trance, they would run towards the uh, horn serpent instead. And this is if Uk. Uktana? Uktana. This is if Uktana saw you? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, you're you're fudged. You gotta so, be stealthy. Even better is Uktana's breath is deadly to another. Much like mine in the morning. Yeah. Um, they 
they have poisonous breath. Uh, so if anyone hails what they call the foul air expelled by Uctana, they would die. Okay, rude. Who doesn't have <laughs> arms? Okay, he can't brush his teeth. That's just unnecessary. Listen, my next thing is they just have bad breath. Leave them alone. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have Listerine back then, okay? He couldn't just rinse it away in 30 seconds. Right? Like, what is he supposed to do? Yeah. He's kind of stuck. Um, I know, right? He's just misunderstood. That's why he's so angry. Probably. Well, you might ask, who at, who would actually gain access or get the uh, gem? Well, according to Cherokee legend, one warrior God named... You always know I'm about to come up to a word that I can't say when I go, God. Okay. Um, a warrior named Agan Unitsi. Agan Unitsi. He was able to achieve this feat of gaining the gem. Oh. He, there was a whole story. He basically was either going to die like by execution or he was going to get the crystal. And avoid his execution, but they everyone thought he would die getting the crystal. Is that so, a choice? They gave him a choice in that one because they mm -hmm. were going to tie him up and torture him. And he said, uh, I'll do anything. And they said, Okay, go and get the gem from Uktena or Uktena. And he said, Okay, deal. I'll be back in three moons. And he returned in three moons <laughs> with the gem. You so, go, Glen Coco. Yeah. So they let him live. He did discover that the crystal required a sacrifice of blood each week. Oh. If he did not provide the blood, the crystal would search for the blood itself. Oh. It would become a ball of fire and murder those it encountered. Oh, God. Why did <laughs> they want him to bring this back? I don't think they knew that's what it would do. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Look at what you people did to yourselves. Oh, no. Yeah. Did he I get know, right? blood? Yeah. Okay, thank God. As far as I could tell, he did it each week. And it was just like small game or like once a month or something was like a deer or something. I don't remember that one. I didn't look that far into it. What but happened he did. he fired? He was supposed to be buried with it in some of the legends. Other people claim that the Cherokee tribe Still has possession of it. Oh, that's interesting. Outsiders are not prohibited to see it, so definitely they they're not. Oh, they're not. Oh. No. You're not ever going to see it. You're an outsider. Well, dang. So sorry to break your What heart. if I'm married in... Oh, I'm already married. Son of a bitch. I think you're still an outsider. Dang. Your kids that's might be able to see it. Annie. Well, she would have to be a oh. blood relative. She's out. <laughs> oh, sorry. We'll you just have to have more kids. Yeah, sorry. No, thank you. I'm good. I got, I got two. We're good. Okay. Well, as long as you're good, because you can't let them outnumber you. No. Um, my knees are already saying no more children. Well, as long as your knees know what what's up. <laughs> So there's that where outsiders are not allowed to see it. 
There are other stories that depict that the Uctana or the Horn Serpent is born out of envy and anger and represent the darkness of the underworld. Something interesting that, I don't know, maybe this is just a show I watch. Do you watch um, Big Mouth on... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've heard of it. On Netflix? Yeah, on Netflix. Hilarious. Have you watched the whole thing? Like, have you seen all the seasons? I think I'm behind. See, I do this thing that James hates where I'll watch like two or three seasons of something and then I'm just like, eh. I need a break. I can't watch it anymore. Yeah. And then I forget about it. So I I can't remember if I finished this most recent season or not. Okay. Well, do you remember in that season when someone gets like hateful or angry or jealous, they have like a hate snake? Isn't it? Is it a female? It it can be. Fe- well, in the, in the in show, the it's both. Well, cartoon, they- whatever. Yeah, they have both. I think I do remember that. Yeah, so that's kind of what my brain went back to with that. So not that it applies to the story, but it is interesting. That is interesting. I was just about to say, that's a pretty, that's pretty cool. Okay. So, um, so the Uctana lives in isolated dark places such as gorges, caves, or vacant passes in high mountains. Did I already say that? I don't care if I already said you, it. You said that they live in like, I think, puddles, lakes, top, top of puddles, mountains. I no, um, those are just examples. So they do live in like rivers, deep pools, and then the mountain passes as well. They do like the dark, isolated places. Um, there is one story with the Uctana in a battle with. Hold on, I found a website that told me how to say Uctana correctly. Hold on, find it. I'm going to see if it can tell me how to say this other creature's name correctly. <laughs> La Noa. La Noa? La Noa? La Noa. T-L-A-H. This pronunciation is not helping me. How do you say Tla? We're going to say Tla. Tla Noa. Okay. So. Where was I? Okay, so there is one story with the Uctana in battle with the Tlaunua. The Tlaunua is a giant bird of prey with impenetrable metal feathers. A lot of people say it's like a copper bird. And the bird had been terrorizing, or a group of birds had been terrorizing a local village by swooping up the villagers, dogs, and children. But not the dogs. And the children. children, that's fine. Just not the dogs. <laughs> I mean, the, come on. Like, children have their bad days. Dogs don't have bad days. Well, Daisy's had a bad day today, so we won't go there. Um, but they were feeding the dogs and the children to their own young. <gasps> so, what the about tri- the villagers? Do they just eat them themselves? What? You said villagers, children, and dogs, right? No, the villagers, like ownership. So the dogs of the villagers and the children of the villagers. Oh, God. I feel like that sucks even more. Like, you're just going to take my daughter and my dog and feed them to your babies. And now I just got to live the rest of my life knowing that. Well, the tribe's medicine man was like, no more. And so he devised a way to throw the Tlaunua's eggs into the river. And once in the river, the Uctana just devoured their young. No biggie. The porn okay. segment. The Planua was pissed off uh, that their children had been eaten. And so they killed the Uctana. Okay. No biggie. 
I thought that was okay. Well, first of all, uh, you can't be that mad. Like you've been killing these other people's children. Yeah, but that wasn't that was to feed their children. <laughs> They're also birds. Oh, we love birds on this show. Yeah, they're devil's winged creatures that got the best of the devil's slither creatures. Devil's <laughs> slither creatures. Okay. I okay. don't like snakes either, but oh. they're better than birds. I'll be sure to let my snake know. Okay. <laughs> um, so that's that story. The Sioux tribe called the horn serpent the... What's their word? Lord send help. Um, the Unsegila? The Sioux tribe called the horn serpent the Unsegila, and groups of Native American tribes. Uh, what am I doing there? Oh, so this group is a, a group of Native American tribes and forest na- First Nation people that are near Lake Superior. Or at least they were near Lake Superior. They did eventually get pushed out to the Minnesota, Wisconsin, Dakotas area. There are two main groups for this tribe. There's the Lakota and Dakota people. They both fall under the Sioux umbrella. And it is mostly a language division that defines if you're Lakota or Dakota. But they believe that they are, the horn serpent is a dangerous reptilian water monster that comes from ancient times. The horn serpent for them, it varies in shapes and sizes. In their belief, the Thunderbird destroyed all of them, except for the smallest species of snakes and lizards that we see today. And this belief may have been inspired by finds of the Petrosaur skeletons in the Sioux tribal territory. So they might have attributed the Thunderbird to the Petrosaur. Kind of cool, though, honestly. Yes. So in Lakota mythology, the Unsigila was also known as, there was one known as Unk the Kula. And she was a, she was a horn serpent. And they blamed her. She said she was, they said she was responsible for many unexplained disappearances and deaths. She had a male counterpart known as Unk Tehi. Um, and she was described as, so the counterpart, not, I'm sorry, the first one, the female, Unk Sekula. She was described as first as having no real shape or form. They said she had eyes of fire and then a feigned mouth that was shrouded in a smoky or cloudy mass. And as time went on, her form was exposed and she was massive. She had a long scaly body, natural armor that was almost impenetrable. She sounds wonderful. Yes. She. So this quote, it said her eyes burned with wrathful hunger. She was angry. I feel her. I I can relate to her. Yes. So I I don't know what's up with people just judging her. She also had claws like iron. And they said her voice raised like thunder rolling in the clouds. Whoever looked upon her will go blind or go insane. No biggie. Okay. Her weakness is a seventh spot on her torso behind her heart. I not behind her heart. Say. A seventh spot on her torture, which torture on her torso that her heart lies behind. I thought you were going to say her weakness is donuts or something <laughs> like that. And I was yes. going to be like, girl, her weakness is Krispy Kreme and Dunkin' Donuts. Yes. 
But the Krispy Kreme donuts and the Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Or just all the donuts. Or a croissant. I love a good... A, what? A good croissant. 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 You almost made me drop my croissant. <laughs> um. So one... To kill her, they have to shoot her with a medicine, medicine arrow at it. And the agent Lakota tribes of the Northwest had heard rumors from neighboring tribes. So this is kind of how she started. So they had heard rumors from different tribes that a giant evil spirit had emerged from the icy waters of the far northeast Atlantic. Um, eventually, Unksakula and Unkehi had found their way across the East Coast and made it to the Midwest. And the different tribes along the way had found different ways to scare off Unksakula and Unktehi. And they found their way to the Black Hills and they set up a new home in the mountains. For a while, Unksakula and Unktehi coexisted with the tribes. Uh, the Wamakoskin, and those are all the moving things of Earth, and the other spiritual beings. Now, they were able to coexist because Unksakula and Unktehi were the only two that needed to be sustained by nature. So that's how they were able to coexist. Well, Unksakula and Unktehi eventually began to prepare for children or offspring. And the different tribes that lived in or near the Black Hills heard of their plan to have a little mini slithering demons. And the tribes were like, no, no. We can't have more of you. We like the nature only sustains you guys because there's only two of you. But if there's more, what devastation will this cause? And so the tribes begin. Eight. The tribes begin planning how to prevent more monsters from becoming a threat to their livelihoods. And they act. And over the years, they challenge Unksakula. So different warriors will would challenge her from the Lakota tribe, and. of them did not survive. Now, Unksakula was so powerful that in one story, she fights and kills a giant bear whose fallen body produced the bear butte in the Black Hills. So just to kind of show she's a tough cookie. She is my hero. I know, right? She's got some Dunkin' Donuts and some Krispy Kreme. She's just my hangry hero. She's Oh, so, I'm sorry. I'm skipping, like, six bullets. It's fine. No biggie. So, the tribe eventually learns that Unksakula and Unktehi eventually did have kids. Babies. And the tribe would just kind of kill them when they began feeding on people. No biggie. Can we stop killing children, please? Snake or non-snake? Well, they're just... It's a giant snake. So... But the children aren't giant yet. They're just trying to live their lives, okay? Yeah, but they're eating people. Oh. Okay. Well, I can see the issue there. Yeah. So, Unksakula was eventually slain. And one story says that she was slain after she ate the family of a great warrior. The warrior was told by a weasel to be swallowed by Unksakula. Don't ask. Okay. I love the weasel. He's brilliant. So the weasel tells him, once you've been swallowed, you can cut your way out of the snake, killing her and freeing yourself and your family. This weasel's on to something. 
And that's one story. That's what he does. And that's how Unksukula dies. Another one says that there are two twin brothers. One of them is blind. They kill Unksukula. And they used arrows given to them by a medicine woman. So some state that the brothers' arrows did not actually kill Unksukula, but they did gravely injure her, which I still feel like if you're injured, if your arrows cost her that severe of injuries that she dies later, you still killed her. Yeah, you get the credit. Yeah. So basically she was gravely injured and she writhered away. And as she did, she actually damaged the land, causing... Don't know what I was putting there, but she damaged the land and caused something. Don't know what it is anymore. Chaos? Yes. Uh, when she finally died, it's believed that the sun scorched her flesh and dried up the land. And this resulted in the arid rock formations and skeletons found in the Badlands. In another story, Unksakula emerged from the primordial, primordial waters to flood the land. And this caused great devastation and angered Wakinyan. Any guesses what Wakinyan are? Absolutely no guess at all. All right. Well, I guess you saw it. Um, they're thunder spirits or thunderbirds. Oh. So her flooding and causing the devastation pissed off the thunderbirds. And so the thunderbirds shot lightning at her, killing her. Her heart was destroyed, but her bones were scattered across the land. Oh my god, what? Did I just have really good aim? I feel like it should be more difficult. (laughs) They just shot her with lightning and she died. Okay. Uh, The Iroquois people tell of their own. I think it's Iroquois. The Iroquois people tell of their own. That one sounds familiar. Uh Yep. And the Jody Quato? Jody? I don't know how to say it. I'm sorry, guys. Um, basically, this was a horned serpent who inhabited the depths of rivers and lakes, and he was capable of taking human form, and he would seduce young women in his human form. Yeah, there's <laughs> There's a tale known as the horned serpent runs away with a young wife who is rescued by the thunderer. Thunderer? Thunderer. Like the, is that yeah. the uh, thunder gods? Thunderbirds? I, yeah, I guess so. Uh, I couldn't find that story, but that is, I mean, a tale where he seduces a young woman, takes a young wife. Um, there's also another story featuring this specific horned serpent that is called Thunder Destroys Horned Snake. <laughs> and then those two, the snake, the Dijuquato, um, he's a villain. But in the Great Serpent and the Young Wife, he appears to be helpful. Or at least he tries to be helpful. In the story, he wasn't actually helpful. He was less than useful, is what they said, but at least he tried. God bless his heart. Yes. Uh, and a lot of people believe that he was killed by Hino, which is the spirit of thunder. That's at least a- give him like an honorable mention. He tried. He tried. But that is the story for that specific one. I'm sorry, guys. I'm butchering names. I know. I knew I would. I still think it's super interesting, though. Yeah. Like, I'm enjoying this. In other tribes, the horned serpent can be harmful to humans, but sometimes they're not. Many pay respects to the horned serpent as if they are gods or spiritual creatures. They do typically live in water, 
And they are most commonly enemies of the Thunderbirds or anything to do with Thunder. I do remember that from when I did Thunderbirds. Mm -hmm. They have a whole list of other known names. Most of them were like super short. I am not going to say this whole list of names. I'm so sorry. This is like 20 names and I'm going to butcher all 20 of them. So I will try to remember to post those names up on Instagram. Um, but there's a ton. Now, in modern times, the horned serpent is used by J.K. Rowling in the Pottermore universe. And according to Harry Potter fandom, the creator of the Ilvermorny school befriended a horned serpent and named one of the houses after them. So horned serpent is a house in Ilvermorny. And each house represents a different aspect of the person. And the horned serpent is the head. So that is the horned serpent. Couldn't find any modern day sightings, but I feel like a giant snake in modern day sightings. Someone would have for sure snapped a picture and then died. Yes, but the, I feel like the phone, well, I don't know. Because if they primarily live underwater, maybe mm -hmm. the phone would not have survived. Well, also, if they've got like poisonous or acidic breath, because it just said poisonous. It could have been acidic for all I know. It could have, like, destroyed the phone. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people try to say, like, you know how where there's water and people are boating and they'll see, like, the little things in the water or the giant creatures in the water? Yes. The alligators? They, no. <laughs> bigger <laughs> than an alligator. Think bigger. The Lock ones net. that are unex... Yes. So things like Loch Ness Monster, Horned Serpents, things like that. People try to kind of attribute that to the Horned Serpent. So you'll see a lot of different people that are like, oh, we saw this. It looked like a giant log, but then it moved and came out the water. It's a catfish. Go home. Well, when it's 15 feet high, uh, I don't think it is. Catfish? I don't know how big they can get. I know they can get big enough to swallow humans whole, which is just freaking terrifying. Why? Uh, that's awful, but that's not 15 feet. I hope Should I not. Google largest cat fish? Yes. On record. Mm, it's telling me pounds. Nine what? feet. Nine feet long. Ah, we're close. Not quite there. Yeah. Um, close, but basically. But yeah, so basically when I was searching for horn serpent sightings, it came up with things like Loch Ness Monster sightings, and all the stories were not specifically for horn serpents, so. Ah. Uh, Which was a bummer, but it's fine. But there you have it. There is your nightmare of me trying to say all those words. <laughs> I really like the horn serpent, though. I, I like the way it looks in that first, well, second picture, the one that's not J.K. Rowling's picture. I I don't know. Um, I'm glad I don't have to kill one. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm -mm, no. I mean, I was pretty good at archery in high school, but I don't want that kind of pressure. Uh, yeah, that just seems like a lot. So I'm glad. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I don't live near water that they are in. Uh... We got a couple of big old lakes around here in Arkansas, so... Yeah, we got a couple of lakes, like... And a bigger river. Listen, we've got lakes, but these are based in the Midwest. Your problem. 
They didn't say anything about Utah people. It said Alabama people. (laughs) Bye. Sorry, (laughs) y'all. On your own. That's actually why I left Alabama. I tell people it was to get married and start a family and all that crap. But really, it was to get away from From the horned serpents. serpents. Okay. Mm -hmm. That makes, I mean, I don't blame you. Can judge you. I mean, I, I judge you for other things, but not for that. Oh, that's that's fine. I judge myself sometimes. I know. Well, we're normally judging each other together, so it's fine. Yeah. Right. Well, there you have it. Any other questions, comments, concerns? Oh, I forgot to say that other picture—the one with the deity with the horns, the guy sitting cross-legged—that's actually um, that's the what's the first one I told you—the Mes- Mesopotamian yes. depiction. No, oh, that's not. Okay. That's Cernunos. Sorry, that's a European oh. depiction. He looks very, like, he just looks chill. Well, I guess he does kind of have that snake by the neck. neck. He still looks pretty chill. He does look chill, but, I mean, I wouldn't want to be that snake. Maybe the stag. I don't think the snake is trying to hurt him. I think he's just holding it up to be like, here, be in the picture, big guy. I mean, I... I don't hold my snake like that. Um, <laughs> he is a god. He can do whatever he wants. Oh, that's true. That snake. I don't think that snake would test it. No, 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 no. I think he's fine. Well, all I right. very much enjoyed that one. I'm so sorry. That was such a struggle for me to get through with all the words. And I Googled. I Googled away. I could not figure out how to say words. It is hard because... Like I said earlier, they don't tell you how to pronounce the Native American words. And I don't even know if I'm pronouncing the Sioux tribe correctly because it's a French word. And so it gave me the French pronunciation. How do they spell it? Is it like S-I-O-U-X? Yeah. Um, I think that's Sioux. I thought it was Sioux. I don't know. Or is it Sticks? I don't know. I remember <laughs> learning about those two specific tribes in in school it's probably not what we should have learned but we learned about them i mean hold on let me just click something and see if it works oh no that didn't work that didn't do what i wanted it to it's according to google it is pronounced suit so yeah that's why i'm like a little hesitant just because it was according to google yeah but i I think that one's right well i don't know because like i said they taught us that in school so it could very much not be right your teachers googled it as well right (laughs) oh god why do you make me say that google wasn't a thing then why would you even make me say that i'm sorry i wasn't even thinking about it (laughs) in my day we had dictionaries and encyclopedias that we had to go look up listen it's not like i'm that far behind you and we didn't have just dictionaries and encyclopedias at some point we had google God. You remember Ask Jeeves? Yes. Ask Jeeves was the shit, man. I loved Ask Jeeves. A little butler popped up and doing his little butler Hell thing. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, the good old days of Ask Jeeves and MapQuest getting <sighs> lost on family trips. Kids nowadays, remember. y'all just y'all just don't know what you have. Okay. Right. You don't appreciate what you have. No. You any you're part of the kids. Yes, you are. You just don't understand how to 
appreciate driving across the country from the bottom of Alabama, trying to get to Chicago, and you... We're going the wrong way the whole time. Yes. Like, we passed a sign. It's dark at this point. We passed a sign that said, uh, welcome to Wisconsin. And I was like, uh, mom, dad. And they didn't believe me until they saw the rest stop coming up. And I'm like, I told you we were in Wisconsin. I don't know where Chicago is specifically, but I'm pretty sure it's not Wisconsin. I'm going to say it's probably not Wisconsin. I would put money on that. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I also know that it's Illinois. So <laughs> wrong way. You went a little too far. A smidge. It's a smidgen. No biggie. Took a left turn at Albuquerque. Can you just imagine doing that? Actually, you know what? No, my grandpa does that today. Bless him. <laughs> My grandpa, he um, he likes to just go on car rides, just wherever. And then he'll call my parents and be like, oh, yeah, this is where I am. There have been times where my mom's been on the phone and he's been like, what, sta- what state am I in? <laughs> that seems, yeah, before my mom passed away, her and my dad, like, they called me once and they were like, my mom was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I just got off work. What are you doing? And she's like, oh, me and your dad are in the Florida Keys. And I'm like, since when? She's like, I don't know. We just wanted to drive down to the tip of Florida. Is is my little brother okay? <laughs> like, what? Is he with you? Does he have someone to care for him? I mean, he was an adult at the time, but no. I was like, do I need to bring him some food? No, he's an adult. He's fine. Yeah. I mean, that's the life, honestly. I wish I could. That's the goal, to just be able to drive wherever you want one day. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> wholeheartedly agreed all right well thank you all for listening to hell on heels podcast to see pictures from this episode you can follow us on instagram at hell on heels podcast twitter at hell on heels pod or facebook by searching hell on heels podcast you can find us on Linktree by typing in hell on heels podcast if you want to support us please like review rate share and subscribe on your preferred listening platform if you want to take your support one step further so we can create additional content for you guys you can donate through patreon where we're working to release specials for patreon if you have your own true crime or paranormal story suggestion or just words of encouragement, please email us at hellonheelspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to tell or force your friends to listen with you. And this has been Hell on Heels Podcast. Bye.